are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. And be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. We have Zayu Duin on the show today. Lily Zhao from Fox 6 in Milwaukee will be here to talk about everything going on surrounding this team. And there is a lot to get to going on around this team. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen of the day, who starts their day with us every single day. And if you don't, try it out. I think it's a great way to start your day. A little coffee and uh, maybe you like tea. Maybe you just like water. And locked on Packers. Let's do that. Before we get to Lily Zhao, uh, we had some breaking news um, that happened actually after we recorded with Lily. So understand um, part of our conversation is going to be uh, revolving around Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard is on the COVID 19 list. Um, the reporting suggests he is a close contact, not a positive test. But according to Ian Rappaport, he is an unvaccinated close contact, which means he has to be out for five days. Uh, he's, he's not going to be around. And so that leaves this team perilously thin. They need MVS to be out there. They need Equinemia St. Brown to be a real player. And this is going to be a Randall Cobb game. I mean, I think that is that is where we sit on this. Um, not ha- having Lazard after the great game that that he just had is uh, not just a huge bummer, but it is a huge blow to this Packers team. They're going to need Amari Rodgers to play. Get him involved on the jet motion. Get him involved in everything that they are trying to do. Randall Cobb, 21 personnel, 12 personnel. This is not going to be an 11 personnel game. It just can't be. And so that means you're not going to have the, the empty formations, three receiver sets, all that stuff. They just don't have the bodies to do it. So does does a ton change? I mean, Equinemia St. Brown is not as reliable as Alan Lazard. He's not as good a blocker as Alan Lazard. But he can he can reasonably replicate some of the um, you know downfield stuff, some of the inbreaker stuff. I think he's more dynamic with the ball in his hand. But he does not. I don't think has the same level of trust with Aaron Rodgers that Alan Lazard does. And so when when you look at this offense, if if they don't have Lazard, MVS, or Devonte Adams, I mean it's not quite pack it up against a very, very good Cardinals team. But unfortunately, it's getting close. And they're going to have to figure a lot of things out to make this all work. Now, luckily, you know, they found this out on Tuesday. That is, you know, at least time to make some tweaks to a game plan. But they were they were lucky last year that COVID did not bite them in a in a season where there was no vaccine. They're now here with a vaccinated team, a very high vaccination rate, and they're having a real impact now on their season. This is a huge game, um, could be a, a game that decides uh, playoff seating, could be a, a playoff preview, a game that eventually is you know replayed in January, and they're not going to have at least two of their starting receivers in all likelihood, and they're not going to have four all pro players. It's it's getting down to it. 
It really is. It's getting down to it. Now, I, I wanted to start the show with a preview of the Rams game and the Cardinals and, and that matchup. Um, we, we are still going to do that, but understand that Alan Lazard is not going to be in all likelihood a part of this game. And that does change the way that that the, the confidence level, I think, that you can have in this Packers offense in the passing game. But Aaron Jones is still the engine that makes this go. He was always going to be the engine that makes this go. And, you know, if if Alan Lazard is running deep shot post routes off play action, EQ can do that. MVS can do that if those guys are out there. So it's not the end of the world, but it is just another big blow that reduces that window, that margin of error for the Green Bay Packers. And it sucks. That's it. It sucks. With that said, let's get into the the preview that I wanted to put together, um, and that is using the Rams as a proxy because they play a very similar style of defense and a very similar style of offense, and I think that gives us a very good understanding of what the Packers can do against this Cardinals team. I went back and to do some some scouting of the Cardinals and to try and figure out, okay, this is how they look against teams that play like the Packers on offense and defense. And there is a terrific facsimile in terms of approach in L.A. The Cardinals played the Rams and beat them handily uh, in a 37-20 game. Score-wise, that's what happened. That's not how the game went. And I think there are some really important takeaways from that game that the Packers can use. Now, they don't have Aaron Donald. They don't have Jalen Ramsey. They don't have Cooper Cup. They don't have Robert Woods. But they do have a quarterback who is better than Matt Stafford. And I think overall, the Packers secondary is, I would say, deeper because I like the safeties better. And I think their corners right now are playing better. Uh, I, I understand Jalen Ramsey is out there, but the rest of the secondary has had some issues. Um, they, they gave up some deep plays in this game, and, and I want to dig into some of the reasons why, which helps us understand how the Packers might be able to attack them in this game. And one of the things that stood out to me right away is the Rams were able to run it with just ease in this game. Daryl Henderson averaged 6.4 yards per carry. And against teams that want to run the ball, they've struggled to stop those teams. Um, they have they have given up one of the highest yard per carry averages on runs uh, in the league this year. And it hasn't hurt them because much like the Packers have in the past, Arizona's best run defense is their offense. And Green Bay has lived that life. But if you can keep them in phase, if you can keep them in a reasonable game script, you can run on them. And especially up the middle, they've got fast, flowing linebackers. And that is, you know, a, a big part of what they want to be. But what you can do is you can come downhill. And the, the Rams had a decent amount of, of success getting to those edges and, and getting Daryl Henderson on um, you know, cutbacks and and traps, and they, they use a, a variety of different runs to get Arizona in disadvantageous positions. And Green Bay, AJ Dillon, you know, if you're if you're Dillon and you're coming downhill, Isaiah Simmons is a very fast guy, but he's basically a safety playing linebacker. 
and he's 6'3", you know, 230, 240. But, but A.J. Dillon, you know, that's a lot of force that he's bringing in there. Now, Zayvon Collins, same kind of, he's, that guy is a bear playing linebacker. I mean, 6'3", 250, 260. I mean, he's huge. Here's the other thing. The Cardinals are last in the league allowing explosive runs. They allow an explosive run on 17% of rushes. That's about one in five, a little bit, a little bit, uh, one in six runs are explosive runs, 20 plus. So by far the worst figure in the league. That is, that is great news for Green Bay because AJ Dillon, he's hitting chunk runs. Aaron Jones, he's hitting chunk runs. And that's what you need to do to keep your offense on track when you're playing against a team whose defense is as solid as they are and you're doing it without Devontae Adams. What's interesting is I was watching this game, not even really thinking about Devontae Adams, just going, okay, what did they do? And so much of it started with the run game, started with Aaron Jones and how he could attack the Rams. And that is great news for the Packers because that's something that they can still do. The run game is still going to be there for Green Bay, and that can keep them balanced. That can keep them out of third and long. That is a really important part of the puzzle here. The other thing, not the other thing, there's many other things. Uh, One of the big reasons why the Rams could not stay in game script is they're giving up big plays. They were giving up explosives, A.J. Green, long touchdown, um, seam throws and and sideline throws and Kyler second reaction throws. Green Bay is the second best defense in the league allowing explosives. They do not allow big plays, cannot have them in this game. Doesn't matter if their first reaction, second reaction cannot have big plays against this offense because of what your offense is without and because of who you're missing. No Zadarius Smith, no Jair Alexander. So you're you're less likely to get the big play on defense. You're less likely to get the splash play, the turnover, the sack fumble because your stars are not there. Not to say Rashawn Gary or Darnell Savage or Adrian Amos or Eric Stokes can't be that kind of playmaker, but you're just less likely to get the splash defensive plays. So you cannot afford to give up the big play. They have been very, very good at avoiding the big play so far this season. The Rams also turned the ball over twice. A bad interception by Stafford when the offense was moving the ball a little bit, took a deep shot, underthrew it, and Byron Murphy got the pick. A, a bad effort by the receiver to not even go up and try and knock it down. I, I, I trust Rodgers to make those throws over the top. It was, it was a deep set, hard play action that they try and go deep on, and Stafford just underthrew it. Stafford did not play well in this game at all, at all. Missed. Tyler Higby for a touchdown on a double move to Isaiah Simmons. Missed Cooper Cup for a touchdown. They had to settle for a field goal, and they didn't have to. It was fourth and four. They could have gone for it. They're down two scores. They probably should have gone for it. They hadn't been able to get stops, and they missed the field goal. Brutal. Brutal sequence. And it's the difference between... Uh, you know, a one score game and a two score game. You don't kick a field goal down two scores to make it a two score game in plus territory with with four yards to go. The Packers have to stay aggressive with those kinds of calls as well. The fumble was a killer. A.J. Dillon got to hang on to the ball. Sony Michelle fumbles in their own territory. It's 14-10. It's 14-10. They're only down four. They could go take the lead. 
and they had been moving the ball effectively. Fumble, they give up the score. Now it's 21-10 and you're way out of phase. You're way out of game script. And, and that now you've got to pass. They can dial up the exotic pressures. They can rush four and drop. They can, they can do a lot of different things because they know you're probably not going to stick with the run game. That is a problem. Now, the, the Rams, they were able to create some pressure with just four and with some pressure looks. But the, the, the offensive line, this, this Cardinals offensive line in the past game, they're not great. I mean, I know this Rams pass rush is good, but the Rams were able to pretty consistently move Kyler off his spot. They just weren't able to affect him enough. And the defensive backfield, they're going to have to be ready to cover for longer than two seconds. Kyler's going to be able to break contain. You have to play discipline in your rush lanes. Rashawn Gary can't get washed down inside. I think we're going to see those boot actions. And Rashawn Gary is going to have to be ready for them because Arizona is going to be ready to use his aggressiveness against him. That's that's happening. That's coming. Uh, they have to be able to stay in their lane. This Rams team had their opportunities. They had their opportunities. The game got away from them in the second half. This was this was play to play, down to down, a pretty close game for most of it. And the Rams were not able to. There, there were the details. There were you know chances. They had chances. They didn't capitalize on them. Green Bay is going to have to be more efficient. Now, Aaron Rodgers, since that week one, he he has been deadly accurate, especially the last two or three weeks, deadly accurate. He's going to need to be because they're not going to get a lot of separation this week. Now, that's not to say that this is a great secondary. It's not. But you've got big guys, Alan Lazard and, and MVS, Equinemius St. Brown. Give your receivers a chance by throwing it up, throwing it in, in a place away from the defender. That that requires accuracy. Aaron Rodgers is playing with a lot of accuracy right now. That is really important. And then the Aaron Jones part of this. I think they're going to be able to run the ball, which allows them to set up the play action, which allows them to take shots. If MVS is in fact going to play, but even if he's not, you've got Alan Lazard and, and he can create down the field. They've, they've shown the play action into the little sail route with the tight end which they got for a touchdown and they had on another play early in the season that Rodgers missed the throw on. He's improved that accuracy and and is playing at a very high level right now. This is a chaos defense. They want to create confusion, but they weren't able to confuse Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford had plenty of time in this game. I mean, he had time to throw essentially every play. Even from empty, he had time. The Packers, if they can block it up, there's going to be guys open. They're going to they're they're going to be opportunities for Aaron Rodgers, even without Devontae Adams, to make plays. I think this Rams game is is a blueprint in a lot of ways because you have to be able to run the ball. I think Green Bay can. You have to be able to protect. I think Green Bay can. You can't turn the ball over. Green Bay, generally speaking, doesn't. And you can't give up explosives. Green Bay generally doesn't. So if you're going to have a matchup against a really good team, and that's what this is. Without some of your best players, I mean, down four old pros, Bakhtiari, Z, Jair, and, and probably Devontae Adams, then this is the kind of matchup that there are some places where you can point to and go, okay, this works in Green Bay's favor. This is actually, they're really good at the thing that you have to be good at to beat this Cardinals team. They're really good at this thing that you have to be good at to beat this Cardinals team. Now, no team has done it. So it's not like this is a good matchup for anyone. The Cardinals are really, really, really good. Don't get it twisted. 
People got mad at me when I said, oh, this is a really good matchup. Some Bengals fans a couple weeks ago got mad at me when I said, oh, this is the kind of skill group where if you're the Packers secondary, you want to face. By the way, I was I was mostly right about that, just for what it's worth. Uh, but I, I'm talking about from a things that that you have to do well to to exploit the weaknesses of this Cardinals team. I think Green Bay has shown that they can do those things. Now, will they? We'll see. I mean, th- th- this, this is not a game played on paper, right? That's the old cliche. So they have to still go out and do it. They can win this game. There's no doubt in my mind they can win this game. There is a blueprint there for them to follow. And it is much the same blueprint that they have followed this season. If they go out and they execute, they can win. But they have to do that. And the margin for error is just smaller than it was if they had Devontae Adams. All right, we'll get to Lily in just a second, but before we do, let's talk about Get Upside, an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. My listeners are getting up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Getting, getting back. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get upside download the app and enter the promo code touchdown you get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank if you're driving a lot you need two three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back can go right into your bank account amazon paypal e-gifts card use the promo code touchdown to get that 50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. You know, we've got you covered with the Packers, but the trade deadline right around the corner. Don't miss our live NFL trade deadline show reaction to every move, plus a second half season preview and much more. Catch the show live from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, November 2nd on the Locked on NFL YouTube page. Now on a six game win streak. Zayu Duin is back, which means our friend Lily Zao from Fox 6 in Milwaukee is also back. We have a lot to dig into. So, Lily, let's dive right in. Zayu Duin. Peter, it's good to be back on a, another winning week for the Green Bay Packers. It's always fun to talk Packers football when it's on a, on a winning high, right? Um, I was just telling you a little bit earlier, it's sweater weather, so it's officially like football, football season, right? And I'm cold. But anyway, beyond that, I'm doing great. <laughs> Zayu Duin. I'm I'm good. And and the Packers are going somewhere where there is no sweater weather. They have to go across the country on a Thursday night to Arizona. Even before the Devontae Adams news came across, go back to like three weeks ago or even two weeks ago. This Packers team has not played their best football yet. Arizona is riding high. They beat the Rams. They're undefeated. How were you viewing this game in terms of, okay, I think this is going to be a really tough game or, hey, I think the Packers could go in and win just from just a couple weeks ago. What was your perspective on it? I would say perspective now is different with what we saw against the Washington football team. But again, like you asked a couple weeks ago, I would have been like, well, they're going to be competitive for a half and then. Second half might be a different story for this team. And you know what? You always have Aaron Rodgers. There's always a chance to win. But when you had a defense at that point that was just giving up touchdowns after touchdowns in the red zone and this offense for the Cardinals can score, you're thinking, I mean, the Packers might have to put up 35 plus in this game to, to actually have a shot at it. Um, so I would say a couple of weeks ago, the uh, the chances of me thinking the Packers were going to win, especially on a short week on the road across the country, a lot less likely than I do now. Interesting. So, wh- <laughs> so. 
even even with the Devontae Adams injury, you think the defense that that has made it up for you where you feel mo- you feel much more confident that they're going to be able to get a couple stops in this game. I yes, I feel more confident in that regard. Now, can they do it the entire game? I just don't think so. Again, you Kyler Murray. The man is just crazy with his feet, with his arm. I mean, we saw how tough it was for them to contain Taylor Heineke and multiply that by like 10 for Kyler Murray, right? Um, it's going to be a really tough task. But the thing is this, though, the Packers want to win a championship. And when you want to win a championship, you've got to play the best teams. And this is a really good kind of measuring stick for where this team is in week eight. So, you know, if they can at least hang with them, considering all the injuries and with Devontae and, and potentially Joe Barry being out, it's, I think, an encouraging sign. But never say never when you have Aaron Rodgers, I'd say. Yeah, the, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Locked On Packers, and the Locked On Podcast Network has a power rankings. The Arizona Cardinals, number one in the NFL after those power rankings this week. I, I want to sort of turn back the clock a little bit here, Lily. The Packers, they go to Cincinnati, and they win in overtime in a game that never should have got to overtime because Mason Crosby took a mental vacation for about half of that game. They beat the doors off the Baltimore Ravens over the weekend. And then you think about it, okay, the Packers beat them Without their all pro left tackle, their all pro pass rusher, and their all pro cornerback. Do you look back at that now going, hey, that, that that's a much better win now in retrospect than we felt like it at the time? And maybe that changes how we feel about the quality of this team right now, even without some of those pieces. Right. And, and especially when you look at the teams that they've beaten and the success that they have had. I mean, Jamar Chase is probably going to win rookie of the year. The kid is phenomenal. Yes, he did torch the Packers, but. They didn't torch him enough on the scoreboard, obviously, to get the win. And, you know, the crazy ending aside, um, when you're looking at a quality win against a team like Cincinnati, it has to make you feel good, especially with what this team was able to do. They were resilient down the stretch, and that's what they're going to need, right? Who knows what kind of crazy things could happen in Arizona? We've seen those Hail Marys to Jeff Janice. You never know what's going to happen, but this team has really been battle-tested the first seven weeks of the season. Someone get Jeff Janice on the line <laughs> ASAP. Randall Cobb was on that team. Devontae Adams was on that team, although he was hurt in that playoff game. And and this is what I keep going back to, Lily, is that 2015 season was the worst of Aaron Rodgers' career. And the offensive line was really good, but the receivers, Devontae played the second half of that season really, really hurt dealing with an ankle injury that he played through. He wasn't healthy until the end of the year, and then he got hurt again in the first round of that playoff series. So, I mean... If he can go in against what was a much better Cardinals team, I think, than this one, actually, um, maybe not much better, but I think a, that was a better, that was a legit Super Bowl team. I don't know if this one is, though, you know, we'll see. Uh, then you have to give the Packers a chance because of what Aaron Rodgers is is capable of. Do you think this is one of the, do you think like we, we look at the blueprint for winning without Devontae Adams and they've done it a number of different ways. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. There's the Aaron Jones game against the Cowboys. Then there was the Aaron Jones game against the Chiefs. And then there was the Aaron Rodgers game against the Raiders, the perfect passer rating. There was the Al Lazard game against the Saints. And there was the big Bob Tunyon game against the Falcons. They've done it in a variety of ways against this Cardinals team. If you're going to put a name on it, let's put a name on it. What, Mm. when we're talking about it, if they win or if they lose, this is going to be the who game. Oh, that's a good question. I have an answer to this. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I think it's going to be the Randall Cobb game. I think this is the week that they get Randall Cobb going a little bit from the slot. That is where this Cardinals team is most vulnerable. The Rams were able to attack them there a little bit. I think we're going to see those receiver screens with Cobb. I think the jet motion, I think maybe even some backfield stuff. I think he becomes someone 
that they start to draw plays up for and they lean on a little bit. And I think this is the Randall Cobb game. That's a fantastic answer. I was going to go him or Lazard. Um, Aaron Jones, I think it's going to be tough sledding for this ground game. You know, when you bring Chandler Jones is back, Zach Allen is back. Those guys are really good. Um, they're really good against tight ends, so it might be tough for Tunyon or even Mercedes Lewis. So when you look at kind of what's next outside of Aaron Rodgers, it's got to be your receiver. So I think the, the Cobb answer is a really good one. I, I think Lazard or Cobb, one of those two, because depending on if Marquez Valdez-Scantley can come back from Thursday, maybe that just brings them in their ability to stretch the field. But I think it's going to be one of those two guys having to step up because if they take the ground game away like they did last week or the Washington football team did, it's it's how do you supplement that? It's going to have to be through the air. And I think Randall Cobb is going to be a really good guy to, to have some answers. And he's been there before. He's played. He got those cracked ribs, right? Or the lungs, cracked lungs or something like that. Um, yeah. Like a mic pack on, right? Yeah, it was it was a scary thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he I think he went to the hospital. But yeah, he was mic'd up and he fell on the he fell on the mic pack and cracked his ribs. And then I think they they were worried that he had he had a collapsed lung or something like that. Yeah, it was it was a very a very scary situation. Yeah, not a crack lung. Sorry, that was not the right terminology. But um we're not, we're not doctors here, Lily. No one's expecting us to get the verbiage <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, but I think Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, watch out for those two. If Marquez is back, I think he'll still play big part, but I think those two guys will shine. Yeah, the interesting thing about it, I mean, I went back and watched some of those games and it wasn't Quez who was who was picking up the receiving slack. It was other guys. They were using MVS as a as a field stretcher, just sort of like, hey, clear everybody out, take a safety with you. And then all of a sudden it's Aaron Jones underneath or it's Alan Lazard, you know, clear the, clear the space. And then Alan Lazard on an inbreaker. I mean, it was that kind of stuff. And I, I think we're going to see a lot of that as well. Defensively, I, I, I'm, I'm like shocked, shocked about how well Eric Stokes has played. He's got another tough test in front of him. I mean, in a normal circumstance, I would go, I, he's going to get owned by DeAndre Hopkins. But based on what we've seen, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you can say that. He's stood up to every test they put in front of him. Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's faced some real dudes. Yeah. And I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to be the ultimate challenge, right? Because it's normally him and, and Devante in talks for being the best of the best at that position, rightfully so. So, I mean, as a rookie who's got a big confidence boost, you know, he's he knows he's very confident in his skills. This is going to be the matchup that he really wants to succeed. And obviously, I know that the knock on him was the ability to track the football, um, but he's got great closing speed. You know, he can stick with his receiver. But if he can do well against DeAndre Hopkins and keep him in check, then it's going to be a good day for this Packers defense. Um, we saw, again, how hard it was to, to tackle and to sack Taylor Heineke. Kyle Murray is elusive. If they can't keep him in the pocket or at least, you know, very disciplined in the rush lanes, it's going to be a long day for this defense. But considering what they have done every single week, I, I'm more confident now than I was a couple of weeks ago. I, I think I, th I think that's right. I mean, that's that is how I feel about this defense for sure. Um, Rashawn Gary is playing out of his mind. I mean, did you ever see this? I mean, he has been so good the last two weeks. When he was drafted, he that first rookie season kind of came along slowly. I mean, there are a lot of Packer fans out there saying he was a bust. I, I'll raise my hand and say I I was not sure he could get to this level already, and it seems like he could get so much further. And that's true. And, you know, that's what really happens, right? When you have those guys ahead of you, like a Z and a Preston who just can't play because of injury, you take advantage of those reps. And he really has. And he's really come through and shined, especially 
you know, when Kenny was out for a couple of those, those snaps, having a guy like him finally be able to step up in a consistent way is what this team really needs to generate pressure up front. Cause we've always talked about it because where's the pressure, where's the pressure, right? Um, having a guy like Rashawn finally step up and he's saying this defense is chipping away every single week. So maybe this is the week where they can take another big step forward. Um, but you have to be so encouraged with how Rashawn's been doing so far. All right, Lily, it's time for our vibes check, our weekly vibes check. And we had, I still own you. We have had some, some other great moments this season. Uh, it does seem to me that the tune is changing around people around the team. Uh, some beat writers going, eh, I don't know if this is the last year in Green Bay. He said to Pat McAfee yesterday, hey, I'm still having a great time being in Green Bay. Are you starting to, to change your mind about how you view the future with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? I would say a little. And that's a loaded right? question. I'm sorry for like leading you into that. No, no, no. I, I think you have to be a little bit more confident that um, there could potentially be a longer future than this season with Aaron Rodgers. And again, like I said, you know, in the podcast, it's, he just doesn't say anything off the fly. Like he's, he's very right. smart and he says things for a reason. So when he's saying he's really enjoying his time in green Bay, you have to believe he means it. And with that comes the potential of being like, again, maybe they have had talks or at least some sort of like indication that this won't be the last season that we're going to see him on the field in green Bay. So a little bit more encouraged with what he's saying, of course, because obviously you don't want him to be like, oh, it sucks right now in Green Bay. You know, because <laughs> then you're like, well, shoot, this could be the last, this might be the last year. Um, they are winning, that helps. That's true. That's, so, yeah, maybe his tune would be different if they were one and six, right? Um, but with what he's saying right now, you can, tell, you can tell he's having fun. Granted, they are winning games, but I would say, obviously, you have to kind of take this with a grain of salt, but also know that, like, he doesn't th- say things he doesn't mean. So there could be something behind it. He has said a couple times over the last few weeks how happy he is with some of the veteran additions, getting Devondre Campbell late in the summer, bringing in Whitney Merciless, um, you know, Russell Douglas coming in. I mean, how much of this, this is this has been a big discussion the last couple of weeks. How much of it do you think from the front office perspective is Aaron Rodgers driven is, hey, you're on the clock here, guys. I think a, a majority of it is. I don't think you're going to ever hear Brian Gutekunst admit that, hey, we brought in these these veterans solely for Aaron Rodgers. But when he listened and they brought back Randall Cobb, I think that was a really good first step, right? And that your quarterback really wanted a veteran slot guy back, and they brought him back. And then always the knock on this team is they never bring anybody in during the season. It's always you promote a practice squad guy, call it a day. With what they have been able to do with Devondre Campbell, and he's been a huge success. Jalen Smith, still early. Whitney Merciless, still early. Rasul has played his butt off. Um, when you can see Aaron Rodgers just kind of take a pause when he was asked that question, you know, what do you think about these veteran acquisitions? He said he loves it. He really does. Um, and that's, I, I think, the front office listening, potentially changing the culture of what they used to do under Ted Thompson. And maybe that just is another sign that, hey, this is a, what we're kind of not conceding, but what we're doing to keep our quarterback in town. Even if it's not about Aaron Rodgers, isn't it about Aaron Rodgers? Like even if they're not doing it because they're under pressure from Rodgers to do it, they understand that they have a ticking clock with Rodgers period. Even if this goes well this year and he wants to stay, it's probably this year, next year, and maybe the year after that. Right. And at, at, 
worst you have just this year. And so, you know, they understand that. And so, yeah, you do have to be all in, in ways that maybe you weren't before, because you know that Rogers is going to be out of here if they don't do everything they can to try and win this year. I mean, I think there's now, and I, I didn't really see this before. I think now there is a non-zero chance that even if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, that the way that they've approached this season could be enough to keep Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. What do you think about that? I think so. You know, I, I think so. And obviously it's going to, I think the decision may be more weighted depending on how they finish the year, um, right. whether it is in a Super Bowl or NFC title game, whatever. Right. Um, if they get blown I, out in the second round, I think the calculation probably changes. Correct. Yeah. But with all that being said, I feel like the moves that they have made this year kind of being like the Bucks front office, right? Like we're all in. I mean, they have to be this year because again, there's not an extension signed with Devonte yet. Who knows what that future is with him? Rodgers, we don't know the money situation as well. Um, so even if, you know, who knows where they're going to end the season, but I feel like the steps that they've made should make Rodgers happier. Happier. We don't know if happy is the thing. Happier is is as good as is as good as we can hope for at this point. Lily, we will be back next week. I don't know about seven. I don't know about seven straight. We'll see. Uh, We would certainly be. This would be a lot more chipper if it is. Uh, Honestly, I don't think it'll be that downtrodden if it's not, because this is going to be a really tough game against a really good team. Lily, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Peter. All right, I want to thank Lily for coming on the show. Always great to talk to her. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. They are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, odds, lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one place for all your basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get that bonus. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, loaded sports slate right now. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar. I say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these bars to believe it. They're they're not chalky. They're not waxy or or difficult to to choke down. That's what you have to do with a lot of protein bars. You have to just choke them down. Built bars are soft. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into them, you know you're eating something that's a little bit different, but low-carb, low-calorie, low low in sugar, and low in fat, but high in protein, high in fiber. That's the deal, and they taste delicious. Coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia, uh, coconut, raspberry. Plus, this month, they're coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. Check the website often so you don't miss out. The website Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. And you're going to need that promo code because you're going to want to load up. Promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. We are going to be back tomorrow. Opponent Wednesday um, is uh, Opponent Thursday now. Remember, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you remember Opponent Wednesday. That's from like 2017. Um, and, and that will give you a great preview for Thursday night football. And then we'll be live streaming 
live streaming after the game on our YouTube page. Go subscribe to the Locked on Packers YouTube page if you are not already a subscriber. We have a great time. Uh, hopefully it will be a fun game. And so we will have a fun game to talk about um, and uh, get your get your preview on this feed tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.